Welcome back to the Scoop Podcast with your lovely host, Foop and Scoops. Happy New Year to all. Uh, New Year, better basketball. You know, we're turning into some very interesting times. All-Star weekends coming up soon. Give it about a a month. Lots of narratives. Lots of, actually, lots of stuff happened in the past week. I felt like it was like two weeks ago I made a, a, a damn episode. The Pistons won to end off the year. That's surprising. That game, <laughs> all the Pistons games leading up to that third win they had for the season felt like finals games. I don't even know why. Because it's not like the Pistons were doing very well. Now, I had them really high in the beginning of the season. I don't know <laughs> where my head was at. Still going to stand on business. You know, sometimes your predictions are not always 100% correct. In this case, it wasn't even, <laughs> it was 0% correct unless they go on a, a tear for the rest of the season. But those games leading up to that win against the Raptors were very funny. I thought they were going to get it done against the Celtics, really wanted them to, even though we know Celtics are virtually almost unbeatable in the eyes of some. Not in my eyes, though, because they're going to go to the playoffs and flop. Uh, that's my uh, prediction, so to speak, even though I feel like they have no weaknesses, if I'm being honest. But... Thought they were going to get it done against the Celtics. They ended up folding in overtime. They just couldn't buy a shot. Cade was winded. That man tried to will his team the best he could, and then it was just it just wasn't enough. But hey, that Raptors game! Oh my gosh, it was it was in a groove, hitting shots, playing good defense, getting on a transition, running out on the ass, and then <laughs> the last two minutes. Oh, I know everybody. Oh, I know Pistons fans were at the edge of their seats. That shit felt like a finals matchup. March Madness, all that. Because they were up by like 10 with a minute or so to go. Minute or like under a minute left. And when I tell you that 10 point lead was not even safe in that last minute of the game, the last minute I had to have lasted like seven, five to seven minutes. Because the Raptors weren't going like that. It felt like the Pistons wasn't trying to make a shot to really seal the deal, even though 10 points feels like sealing the deal. But Scotty Barnes hit like five shots in a row towards the end of the game, kept inching closer and closer. They just kept fouling, and the Pistons ended up making their free throws in crunch time. But the score ended up being, I think, within four or five. It's surprising to me that that 10-point lead still felt like was it wasn't enough for the Pistons to be absolutely comfortable in that those last final moments of the game. They ended up being the Raptors, and hey, it had to be the Raptors. And I feel like after that, that's when the Raptors, you know, it was like, this is enough. We're not, we've done lost to the worst team in the league. This is not how we're going to go into the new year. Well, they, that's how they went into the new year. And then Pistons went right back to losing. <laughs> Lost the next game against the Rockets, got the ass bus. It just felt like back to the same old shit. New year, same shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where Pistons shape up, bro, but if they don't win at least 10 games, damn, saying at least 10 games is wild. They got to win They gotta win at least like 20. You can't, you can't be losing all your games, bro, because you don't even feel competitive anymore. And Cade only got so much gas in the tank. I know he's young, but dang, they they gonna play him into 
early retirement if you don't get no damn help. But yeah, went into the new year. Same team, same shit. New year, though. So let's see if they uh can bounce back after losing yet again. After that much-needed win to boost morale. But as I said, the, the Raptors felt like they needed a change. They had that loss to the Pistons hit them deep. And they, they shipped off OG and Anobi. OG and Anobi got traded to the Knicks in exchange for Manuel Quickly and R.J. Barrett. And a second round there, I believe. I did not think the Knicks were going to give up Emmanuel quickly. Oh, they going, I feel like they're going to really regret that. Now, OG, OG, I saw people on Twitter talking about OG is going to be uh, Tibbs' new Luol Dang. He just going, I, I, and I said it in my TikTok too, that Tibbs just got his, got that team built on straight grind, defense, and playing heavy ass minutes. And we know OG is a, a great corner shooter. I'm pretty sure shooting over 40% uh, from them. Them, you know, them corner shots going to help them space the floor, but also help them play lockdown defense. That's going to be their primary defender to try to make that Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes went out there this year and wasn't, wasn't shaking, uh, shaking his shit like he's still supposed to. Lost his spot to DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo, though, solid. Solid guy. Solid guy for the, the Knicks this year. Just came off a 38-point game in an L to the Pacers. Uh, just If you play in the Pacers, just be prepared to know one of your role players is going to have a time of his life. That fast-ass game they're going to play against y'all, just know one of your role players, you're going to have a great night. You're going to seem like a superstar against their They might Your team might lose, though. But just know there's going to be a lot of scoring on both sides. But, yeah, DiVincenzo has been solid for the Knicks. Tibbs got OG to be his number one option on defense. Had a good debut against the Timberwolves and locked down Anthony Edwards. For the winning, you know, in the possessions, he was guarding him. Anthony Edwards still had 35 points because there's only so much you can do to slow that man down. OG not going to be on him every possession. But he had a solid, solid debut. Fouled out, though. He, you know, he was, a little, he was touching people a little too much, but. Just a, just the right amount of touching because you know he fouled out towards the end of the game, probably like the last two, last minute, I believe. You know, I guess the right amount of touching, but fouled out nonetheless. Next one with a dominant Julius Randle performance. Julius Randle finally realized that he's six twelve. He doesn't need to be shooting eight threes a game. Like he, we know he can space the floor when he's on. I told y'all he's Julius Curry, but he decided to be Julius Randle and be a big boy. The big body in the paint, play like a, a damn big man, big, you know, bully ball, all in the post, all in the paint, and just been straight dominant. He said, fuck the three. He don't, he don't have to shoot that shit. He only shoot if he want to. If you want to get a little, you know what I'm saying, get, get a little pizzazz in there. But he doesn't have to shoot that for real. Been playing his bully ball, been playing his great stretch of games. Had 30, 38, I believe, in that game, too. So, cooking. Lots of people cooking, 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 cooking. But back to OG, because I'm over here going all over the place talking about <laughs> every other Knicks player. But in that trade, uh, OG, going to play that man heavy minutes. Tibbs likes that strict-ass, short-ass rotation where everybody going to play 40 minutes until the end of the season. If they get in the postseason, they're going to still play them 40 minutes because obviously your rotation in the playoffs gets smaller and smaller. But with Tibbs, it, doesn't, it, it stays like that all year round. They're going to be playing heavy-ass minutes. He got his defender. If his shot's on, wonderful. If his shot's off, still wonderful. He's going to have to hustle. He's going to be in them lanes. He's going to be in his 
he's going to be in that. The first thing he's defending grill all games is going to be a menace, a pest, and, and you can't really avoid him. I think it's a pretty good pickup for them in that case. You know, get get rid of R.J. Barrett. Hasn't been the best defender. Had some flashes here and there this year of improvement. But if you get you get your first team all defensive player in O.J. and Anobi and just really cement the grit and grind ball that the Knicks are trying to be about this year, or they've been about it, if we're being honest. But I still believe they will miss Emmanuel quickly off the bench. That scoring will be very valuable come playoff time if people are not hitting their shots. Because we know what Julius Randle does in the playoffs. Like the Knicks, the Knicks thinking like, yeah, hey, we got OG, yeah, uh-huh. Nobody was talking about OG before. Like that playoff time, you know, Julius Randle shrink and, and shrink in them big moments. He's been he's been deciding going with his bully ball, so he's still gonna he's still gonna hustle. Like he's still six twelve. He won't get a rebound. He won't get ten of them bitches at least. He's gonna play decent defense. He's he gonna hustle, but is the scoring still gonna be there? Jalen Brunson, we know. Solid dude as well. The scoring's going to be there. Who's going to be the scoring off the bench? Because it's not going to be Malachi Flynn. It's also Malachi Flynn and Preston Achua was included in that trade, and they're on the the Knicks now. Malachi Flynn is not <laughs> is not replacing that scoring prowess that Emmanuel quickly brought to the Knicks. And I don't even think he played in that game where he could have debuted in. So that says a lot about where I think they're going to be moving with that dude on the team. So. Yeah. Well, Precious, I thought Precious, he's going to be a solid addition. You know, Mitchell Robinson gone. They got to need a, another big that's going to be in there, do something, get some boards, hit a couple threes. But all Raptors fans talking about it. Precious like he's a damn imbecile on the court. I know I don't be tuning into the most Raptors games, but, you know, the games I saw him cooking, he was cooking. I guess I just don't be really tapped in with that team for real to know the ins and outs of that man's mind because they swear up and down that that man can't think for himself, has zero IQ, is just a goo ball on the court. So I'll just take their word for it. I'm going to go off of what I see with my two eyeballs. But I still think he can bring something to the table. But that uh, that, that off-the-bench scoring, they're going to need some. They're going to need some for someone. They'll figure it out, though. Teams usually figure it out. They got whole rest of the season to figure that out. We're not even at the halfway point yet. We're almost there, though. So they'll figure that stuff out. Toronto, I guess, now is trying to build around Scotty Barnes, I believe, because I know Siakam is still in them trade talks. I don't know how Siakam and Scotty going to work out together. I think they just probably got to go all in on Scotty because I feel like it's just an improved Siakam. God, he's raised his three-point shooting. They used to guard that man like he was Ben Simmons, and now he will light that bitch up. Has a great playmaking ability, great rebounding ability, just all around solid two-way dude. And I think they should go all in on Scotty. So they're going to look to move Siakam. I don't know where Siakam would go. I don't know where he should land, if I'm being honest. Because it, I feel like when you think about where players should move, this is why I guess I'm probably not a, a GM. Because I, I also rock out with my players over Siakam. You know, I'm not trying to pay him that bread, man. Because he's trying to he's trying to increase his little pocket change. You know what I'm saying? We don't need him nowhere. I was I was gonna say Trailblazers, but I know he probably want to be on a contender. And getting him is just having like another Jeremy Grant. So yeah, I'm not. Yeah, probably not Trailblazers, but 
Scotty. Lead that team to victory. RJ back in his hometown, though, so he's going to play for his hometown team. Maybe he's going to improve a whole bunch because he got something to play for. He's back in Canada. So, yeah. Mayo quickly, though, going to blossom. He's going to blossom. Uh, that that shot and them, them shots he's about to be given, that green light he's about to be given now, insane. He's going to develop so much. He gives them off-ball defense as well. Uh, he can, you know, he's going to get to his spots. Every spot on the court is his spot. Play some good, sexy basketball that he's going to bring to, to Toronto. So I am so excited to see what type of growth the Raptors are going to get in these next coming games to see how the, all those pieces fit in there. And then SGA, fellow Canadian in Oklahoma. Yesterday, that Celtics game, oh, if you did not tune into that Celtics game, you missed out. You missed out. Great game. Oh, I felt like a playoff environment. Oh, I love when it's good hoops, good close basketball. You know, so it was starting to look like a blowout at one point. But, you know, Celtics ain't really get a, a firm ass whooping this season yet. I thought it was going to be their they first one because you know what happened last year, the beginning of the year with the – the Thunder and the Celtics. The Thunder whooped their ass with their backup. That's set their team <laughs> single-game scoring record. I felt like it was coming, but nah, they didn't get their firm ass whooping yet because the Celtics, they're going to still stick around because they got good defense, good enough defense to stick around, good enough shooters because when push comes to shove, the clutchest people on that damn team is Derek White and Porzingis. Porzingis cannot be guarded. Like Porzingis is the, is the biggest wild card. Porzingis and Derek White are the biggest wild cards on that team. If they're not on, it's crazy because if they're not on, obviously the star player you're going to look to most of the time, which is Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown, you don't move me. Jalen Brown played like ass. Oh, my God, Jalen Brown could have bought a bucket. Man, it was like four, four for 18 from the field, zero for eight from the three. Shit was atrocious. I couldn't fucking believe it. Oh, my God, bro. And, that, and that's the dude they paying 300 M's. Celtics, I would gladly take that spot for a third of the bread. So, you know, slide that jump to my checking account. You know what I'm saying? And I got you. Hit y'all with some good buckets. Played some good defense. You know what I'm saying? I might be I might be 6'1". Might, you, might, you might cut down on the size a little bit. But I give you some good defense. Might not hit that trade ball like 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 the rest of them. But give you some good defense. I'll rebound some. I'm going mm, I'm to I'm be a Patrick Beverly-ass motherfucker out there. But yeah, everybody grew. Not going to be like Draymond, though, because, like, I don't be digging in my ass and Digging in people's eyeballs and shit, but I'm gonna give you a good, uh, a nice, a nice slight Patrick Beverly vibe out there, <laughs> or Tony Allen. Yeah, the like I said, the wild cards on that team: Porzingis, Derek White, kept them in the game. Kept them, the Porzingis, like they, they just kept trying to switch around, switch around, because you know that tall ass motherfucker in the paint. You don't want him to get the ball because man, his footwork is insane. He can hit any shot. <laughs> Any shot on the court, he, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. But that man do be flopping a lot. I think it's probably because, like, I'm watching the Celtics now and I you know, have my gripes about that team that I was getting a little a little heated that he was flopping a little bit and getting some fouls. He was making some insane shit, though, with them flops because that man, like, did a little twirl around on the ground and just threw the ball up. They didn't count the bucket, though. But I was like, damn, how the fuck did you make that? But yeah, Porzingis was crazy efficient. 
that game crazy efficient. I could, I, I could believe it though, because he's always been like that. You know, people going to say what they're going to say about him on the Mavericks, but it's Luca fault. I don't care. I don't care what interview he had with uh, JJ Reddick. It's Luca fault when Luca want to hold the ball for twenty five seconds, knowing damn well there's only twenty four seconds on the damn shot clock. That's what you get. People that don't want to buy into the system. Stop being a a, a bitch, bro. Like I'm saying, pass the ball. Like Luca, you a dog, bro. Like. I just wish they gave him his MVP so he could, like, you know, stop trying hard so much or a ring or something, but, like, cook. But stop holding the damn ball, bro. It's not – well, I guess it is your career. It is your career. But if you want some more success in your career, coming from a person with a ring himself, you know, I got a couple of rings. You know, uh, NBA 2K19, NBA 2K20, <laughs> NBA 2K14, <laughs> 17. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got plenty of rings. So coming from a person with ring experience myself, you got to get your teammates involved. You, I was getting my – I traded my ass from all the teams. I didn't have nobody on. They had me fucked up. I'm not playing on that team, dropping them damn 70-point triple-doubles for me to lose. Hell no. Hell no. Yeah, my name is in the history books. When they look at the history books and see how much I cooked, what was in my trophy case? Some rings. So, Luca, pass the ball. And when Kyrie back, pass the fucking ball to Kyrie. You know, get a ring, man. Get Kyrie his second one. But yeah, back to the Celtics because you know uh, I just went on a whole damn rant about Luca. Back to the Celtics, Jalen Brown ass, Jason Tatum glorified superstar. I mean, the shot selection towards the end of the game when your team needed like real buckets is piss poor. Why are you taking contested threes, bro? You're six twelve too. If you don't go to the paint and put your shoulder in somebody, use your strength, use your footwork. Use your pump fake ability. If you don't get in the damn midi, get in the damn paint, the restricted area, and go dunk on somebody, lay up the ball, finish tough. I'm dead. I'd be tired of him doing the little tween tween step back three and him gyrating his body like he about to cash this shit. This shit be frying me, bro. Just like play to your strengths. Like, I get you want to play 60 basketball here and there. I get it, bro. You want to have a clip, you want to have a highlight to put in your you know I'm saying? Little, little Twitter bio. You know what I'm saying? I get it. I definitely get it. But stop shooting that bullshit, bro. He's been getting away with that bullshit too much because all his teammates be bailing him out, which is supposed to happen. You're supposed to have your teammates there to lift you up when you're playing like ass. But looking at his stats, you know, I think Jason Tatum started to realize his team, the team around him is there to help. He was dishing. He was dishing. I had never seen Tatum have this many games with this many assists in a row. Yeah, like, uh, he was dishing. I give him that. Like, I can't knock him. You know, they're doing his job. But I'm happy to see that, like, at least in the MVP type of sense, it's been reflected in them standings because he does not deserve MVP at all. And I don't think he will get MVP. Now, let the Porzingis be off that team? Probably. Because Derek White always going to do his shit. Derek White is all reliable. He started out bricking. When push comes to shove, that's a clutch-ass dude. That's a, that's a real dude you got to have in your corner. A player like Derek White, because that man is cash. You don't want a player like Jalen Brown in your corner, because you don't know what he's going to give you. He's going to try to dunk on somebody. He's going to try to kill somebody. He's going to try to really put his nuts on somebody's nose. But you going to trust him and hit that clutch shot? Absolutely not. The people I'm trusting with a clutch shot on that Celtics team, not even Jason Tatum. Almost had me saying that, but not even Jason Tatum. I got you with Porzingis and Derek White and Sam Hauser. But Sam Hauser usually not in there to, you know, to finish the, the minutes, you know, clutch time. 
Unless they need three pointers. But yeah, those are the people I'm trusting it with. And Derek White is at the top of that list. Clutch player of the year. Uh, let me take that back. Uh, I'm going to keep that out there. I'm standing on that. Clutch player of the year. Yeah, Derek White. But SGA. I'm not going to lie. Thought he wasn't going to have his, you know, normal 35-point game. But boy, was I fucking wrong. I'm so happy I was on that that shade train uh, two years ago when he moved to the Thunder. I'm telling you, Chris Paul really, like, a great teacher for these these young bucks. You see, Devin Booker became Mr. Point Guard now. I know it's not, like, really his thing, but Mr. Point Guard, he set up his teammates. SGA, two-way superstar. That midi is unguardable. His jumper look nasty, but his, <laughs> his midi is unguardable. Paint work unguardable. Footwork is crazy. He had Jason Tatum jumping and <laughs> moving around, twerking in the air a little bit on some plays. I was surprised. Usually, I, I expect Jason Tatum to stay solid on a pump fake, but he had that man jumping for joy. Had Drew Holiday looking like a damn cone. Had Derek White looking like a cone. Cooked Derek White plenty of times. Like, And Derek White is not somebody I, I would say is, gets cooked religiously. He's, he's one of them all-defensive players, too. But Shea didn't care about none of that shit. Baked his ass. Got to all his spots. Midi and paint. Just root, routinely. Midi and paint. Midi and paint. When that pump fake come in, straight to the free throw line. Because you know he hitting that 92% from the free throw line. He getting, he getting all his free buckets. And it's crazy because the Thunder are doing this with just a group of guys they just built. And they, they have and they have so many picks. I looked at how many picks there was yesterday to, through 20, 30. 37 picks, bro. What do you why do you need 37 picks? Why? And the, they're doing this with the squad they have right now. They go into that offseason. Not even offseason. They go to the postseason, do whatever they do in the postseason. You know, succeed, get a ring. They get a ring. Oh, they're solid. If they get a ring, they're solid. I don't even know what happens if they get a ring, they're, they're, like, with the picks. They're just solid. I guess they just develop on top of that. But they can go through this whole season and not use any of those picks and make, cause, you know, everybody's expecting them to make the, that big superstar move and kind of move Giddy out of there. Because they feel like he's not really, some people feel like he's not really a, an addition to that team, and I and I understand that because he's just kind of a big ass utility player. Because he get in there and just be trying to look to pass, 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 shoot the ball. You're open. We get it. You're a great playmaker. Pretty tall, slow as shit. Not really flashy. You got the vision. You got the passing ability. You got some scoring ability. Like somebody's going to get fooled with that big sloth ass movement you got. But shoot the ball. Stop. You know. Look at that pass and just spinning in place and shit. They're acting like Ben Simmons without the aggressiveness. They can go into this, this whole rest of the season. And I think they should do that. Because I, I know people are talking about Lauren Markin and get Lauren Markin in and get rid of Getty. Yeah, I agree with that. They, they can also wait. They have all the time in the world. There is no rush. Like, obviously, they want to have success now. Some success now. They're still developing their players, though. There's no rush. Develop your players. See how the how the season unfolds, then move off that. You guys have the picks. Y'all have y'all have all the leverage in the world, and the players. I think the players also understand that. Like, well, yeah, we want a ring. But we're not we're not in any rush. We're going to get that ring for sure. So I say, yeah, finish up that season, 
the SGA lock in the you know lock up that MVP. He lock up the MVP. I'm gonna very be very happy because I don't want NBA to get the MVP. Big regular season try hard ass motherfucker. I know this is voter fatigue, so I can't be saying shit like that. Because people that deserve MVP should get MVP as long as they keep deserving it. So, but that 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 man's regular season try hard. So, even though I feel like he, even not even without him, I'm not gonna get on that with Embiid, bro. Because he'd be frying me. Jokic, Jokic's having a little little down year. Still very important to that team, though. But I feel like as the games go on, the impact is lessened a little bit. Because you expect him to drop a twenty-nine point triple double every every week or every game, so see a lock up the MVP, we'll be happy. Because it's, it's only it's really only between him, Jokic, Embiid, and Luca, in my humble opinion. And I feel like Luca might drop off depending on the production Kyrie brings now. Because even though Luca doesn't really try to pass to Kyrie like that when he be open, he's still going to drop them thirty point games. As many as he has, so his MVP race. Well, he gets spicy. He's gonna get spicy. Hopefully, one of them people win it. If I'm being honest, I want I want one of the younger players to win it. Give that Jonah SGA or Luca. Don't give it to them old heads. They got their time. I, I get that voter fatigue shouldn't be a thing, but <laughs> so <laughs> we shouldn't be just spreading awards just for awards' sake. But hey, give them give one of them young books that MVP award, man. I want to see some new shit, bro. I still like the old shit. You know, I love change. But, you know, some stuff got to stay the same at some point. So, yeah. Get one of them people the MVP, man. Get them the MVP. That's all we got for today. Be back next week. Another episode with Poop and Scoops. Might have a special guest. One or two. So just stay tuned. It's going to be a secret, though. Y'all just got to tune in to find out, though. Y'all have a blessed one. Yes, sir. We out.